This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So Marie, you ever you ever think, you know, I I just don't trust those stupid doctors with their dumb stethoscopes. Oh, dude, I work with doctors all the time. What what all I would the time. What I would rather do is treat my cancer mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, a paste mm-hmm. that I buy from a Korean website. Mm. Yes. I would like to just ignore uh just trash, you know, years and years of educated medical opinions and science-based logic, you know, to fight, to fight a disease that is ultimately going to kill me in the most painful possible way with something I can find on Etsy. Right. No. Yeah. What, what I look for in it, what I look for in a medical professional, what I look for in a medical professional is much like, it's much, much similar to what I look for in um, someone who, you know, makes vases or, interesting mugs with funny lewd sayings on them. Yes. Um, I look for a, I look for a live journal mm-hmm. and I look, I look for a PayPal uh, thing. Absolutely. A, a nice little link where I can get the stuff. It can be sent to me in the secrecy of the U S mail. And then I can mm, smear yes. dangerous chemicals onto my face and burn the cancer away. Because you know what really works? Burning the cancer away. It's so, it's so works. free random free. Just let's just Really burn off that stuff. That's good. That's good. That sounds, and you know what? It, it sounds like it works and it sounds like it's totally painless. All right. Episode over. <laughs> Buy <laughs> Mad Scientist Black Sal. $300 an ounce. Welcome to the Mad Scientist Podcast. This week's episode Black Sal. All right, so if the very angry intro was not any indication, this episode we are talking about what is commonly known on the internet as Black Salve, also known as Cansema, mm-hmm. um, or it's called. It has that's not of, a that's not a, a death metal band. No, but it from would be New Hampshire Black Salve. But it would Rain be a great. It would be a great. Uh, it would be a great death metal band name, though, especially from New Hampshire. Oh, my God. My favorite state. Uh-huh. Um, Black Salve is a uh, so it has a lot of different names online. You can get it as uh, Amazon Black Salve. You can get it as Indian Black Salve. You can get it as Bloodroot Salve. Um, you can also get it as uh, as Iscariot is another another word for it um, or the kind of thing that it does. It's an it's an escarotic um, is, is the word for it. Now, what this does is black salve is uh black salve is basically a it's a it's a form of cancer treatment that is specifically supposed to be used for and it's not just cancer treatment it is supposed to be used for topical use to remove any kind of dermatological problem but has found particular use on the internet in recent years as a cancer treatment as a as a uh as an alternative medicine form of cancer treatment. Now, this is a yes. quote from a uh, 1955 article in Time magazine that is uh, the first time that this salve was was written about in the United States. It says, quote, 
A 37-year-old housewife had a skin condition that later, at Duke, proved not to be a cancer. Convinced that it was, she had gone to a backwoods healer who applied a salve. Soon, a quarter-sized hole disfigured her nose, opened up the nasal cavity. Duke's plastic surgeons had to build her a new nose, end quote. Now, that seems like something that occurred in the 50s. I mean, that happened in 1955. Almost the exact same story occurred with horrifying results on a uh, on an alternative medicine uh board a message board where actually a a woman who had tried this on a on a skin cancer that she had on her nose applied the black salve and it basically ate away her entire nose you know showing the entirety of the lower nasal cavity in a very expensive surgeries afterward and was was disfigured for the rest of her life as far as i uh as far as i know i don't think there's many updates since now the the idea of this this treatment um it's known as an escar. And so an escar is, uh, comes from the Greek word escara, which is for sloth or to, uh, basically, uh, to slough away dead tissue from your skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what these do is, uh, what an escar is commonly seen in certain diseases. So for instance, uh, black escars are common in anthrax. And, uh, what occurs basically is a, a black spot of dead tissue forms on your body. Mm-hmm. It then uh, it causes the tissue there to die. And then that tissue will eventually kind of just uh, slough away and you will end up with, uh, you will end up with below that uh, new skin, but it's usually scarred or disfigured in some way, potentially. Yeah. Now, Cause you know, anthrax. Yeah. Anything that has a derivative or is relative to anthrax. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, that's not something that you want to be applying to your skin. No. Sorry. I just. Oh, I was propping myself up, man. I thought, you know, I thought talking about gangrene and, and, you know, Civil War eyeball injuries was painful. This is just like not only is this painful, but this is like you're doing it to yourself. Like you're thinking you're going to heal cancer with this. Sorry. Keep going. No, it's just fine. Head just it's head fine. Ooh, so, out. okay. So, um, so what this chemical basically does is it goes onto the body, like we said, and then it, it causes, uh, it just kills all of the cells that it touches. And then it even can dig into the skin. It can even, you know, cause again, this is a chemical that you're applying depending on the type of chemical, depending on its potency, depending on how bioavailable it is, or, or rather how mobile it is through skin cells. It can actually go through the uh, go through the skin and actually get to the underlying tissues there. Now, what these things that they're selling online can do is uh, cause such tremendous damage that it will leave you completely disfigured. The idea here is that cancer is something like a wart in these people's minds, right? So mm-hmm. you you know if you've ever had warts, they can be really hard to get rid of. They're super annoying. Um, they come back all the time. Whatever. What you can do, though, is you can get them frozen off or you can get them treated with with chemicals, right? You can use salicylic acid, for instance, right? And what mm-hmm. that will do is it'll actually form a uh, it basically will chemically burn away the, the wart, killing the cells around it and the wart cells themselves, and then hopefully destroying them to such an extent that it doesn't grow back. That is the same kind of idea of what is supposed to happen with these escars. 
to remove mm-hmm. cancers. Now, the problem with that is that cancer is not like a wart. Cancer mm-hmm. is a, it's, you know, cancer is, it can be mobile. Uh, mm-hmm. So it can, it can uh, metastasize and move throughout the body. Cancer also, uh, you know, depending on what kind of cancer it is and whether or not it is metastatic, you might need mm-hmm. all kinds of different treatments. So treating yes. cancer at home, it's a little bit different than treating a headache with some herbal tea you buy online. Oh my God. I think it may be helpful to, to step back and talk about like, okay, so how do people, how do people normally treat cancer and diagnose cancer and even use things like radiopharmaceuticals to, uh, as therapy to try and, uh, to try and treat cancer as well. Cause I think that, so just, just to, just to step back and give some context, my mom, Rose, is, uh, she has cancer. She is surviving with cancer. She had stage four lung and brain cancer. Um, and so she, she was fortunate enough that she was one of 20% of the population that actually can take a pill that works in lieu of, um, in lieu of radiation. Chemotherapy. Yes. So she is one of 20% of the population that actually can take a, an oral pill instead of, uh, getting chemotherapy. And it's. It's amazing because it has much less side effects. However, she, you know, and she's doing very well. Um, if anything, I think, you know, uh, I tell people I almost feel sorry for the cancer. <laughs> joke, mom, joke. We love, we love our mom. Yes. Um, but she did, you know, in, in researching it and going online and she's, she's very much into herbal and homeopathic remedies you know, she was very suspect of a lot of the things that they were evaluating her on, such as uh, PET or SPEC cameras. So PET-CT is positron emission topography or computed topography. So it is a nuclear medicine technique, and it's basically a scanner where you will ingest a radiopharmaceutical, which I will kind of go into in a little bit, and that radiopharmaceutical is, is metabolized by the body and emits gamma rays. And the gamma rays are actually picked up and are, can be viewed on a, on a camera. And then can, it's gotten to the point where it's so sophisticated that you can actually see um, specific parts of the body depending on the uh, radiopharmaceutical that you take. Mm-hmm. So my mom, you know, as soon as you say something like a, taking a radio pharmaceutical, you know, and you're, you're emitting gamma rays and it's, it's radiation, she immediately, you know, I think as, as most people do, um, kind of freak out a little bit and like, what's, what is it? It's, it's radiation. It's bad for you, you know, and, and it's, it's, it has a lot of apprehension for it. And so she was going online and she was doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, I want to say Reddit for older people or Facebook or whatever it is sure. where she was, where she was hearing all sorts of terrible, terrible things about this. And nothing could be further from the truth because radio pharmaceuticals, they do use an isotope, but that isotope has a very short half-life and is out of the body very quickly. 
and it's very common. It's a very common use, and it's been being. It's it is like one of the most common one of the most common um, treatments for mm. diagnosis and therapy. But she was, of course, hearing this and was freaking out and was thinking, "Hey, maybe I can see how everything around radiation chemotherapy, if you are have any kind of preconceived notion about that, you immediately would think." A salve or something that is homeopathic is going to be better for me mm. than something that is going to radiate my body further, right? Well, the interesting thing, so the interesting thing with radiation for, so okay, for listeners that don't know, can't so cancer mm-hmm. is extremely complicated. It's, it's not just, it's not one thing. Cancer is all kinds of different diseases uh, mixed up into one overarching title, right? <laughs> so you think of it almost as like, you know, um, I don't know. It's it's kind of similar in some ways to like, you know, the whole range of complications like cancer. It's like it's like saying you died of a virus, right? There's so many different types, mm-hmm. so many different ways, and they kind of act in similar ways in some ways. But you know what I mean? So cancer is it's not one, you know, one giant, uh, you know, homogeneous thing right now. Yeah. The thing with some so some cancers have very have a really hard time being treated with radiation because of the area of the body they're in right so for instance mm-hmm. my my dad had a super bad time getting radiation treatment on his mouth mm-hmm. um completely detroit you know destroyed the teeth uh gave him radiation poisoning and burns it was really bad um but other types of cancer are very well treated with radiation therapy but i think it has something to do like what you said marie this idea of you know we're radiation as medicine seems so out of the you know Radiation is supposed to be dangerous, yes, right? Exactly. Radiation kills you. It doesn't exactly. heal you. But the thing is, that is kind of what the radiation is being used to do. It is it is being used to destroy the cancer cells, right? Yes. Now, yes. and that's what's kind of interesting is it actually, in some ways, this, this idea of the use of a topical ointment to kill skin cancer is actually one of the first ways we had for dealing with skin cancer, right? So. Mm-hmm. The very first use of this kind of thing was, uh, at least in Western medicine, was by Frederick Mose in the 1930s um, while he was a medical student at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. And so what he basically discovered was that you could use a mixture of zinc chloride with um, so zinc chloride with blood root and um, some other things, antimonies, trisulfide Mm -hmm. specifically. And what you would do is you would apply this paste that he made up. Um, over a tumor and over time the tumor would die and then be able to be removed surgically. And as you were removing these tumors with this paste, he would then simultaneously be looking at it under histology, which is the uh, analysis of cells via microscopy. So with a microscope. And so what he was able to do then was actually analyze those, uh, those readings from the microscope to look actually at these cells and see if they had tumors or not. Hmm. And so over time, mm-hmm. then this method was was known by Moses chemo surgery. Right. And it's it is really the beginnings of a whole field of surgery, uh, micrographic surgery specifically. But the thing was, so this this was like the use of this method to kill these tumors in a very this was, in a this was in a in a in a surgeon's theater or at a hospital with a, a doctor 
applying the paste and analyzing it and making use of it. Right now. Yes. At the same time, when when Moses method was becoming more famous, Harry Hoxie, a basically a, a uh, basically a cancer quack before cancer quackery was available on the Internet, um, developed a basically a similar kind of method. He or not really a method. He developed a similar toxin or tonic rather. He didn't call it a toxin, but it used the same toxin that was in Moe's thing. He used blood root. Now, right. this paste that uh, this paste that Hoxie made contained antimony, sulfide, blood root and zinc chloride. And the idea was that you would apply this to yourself with a little bit of petroleum jelly around it. And over time, the affected area the would die it would necrotize and then it would fall away. Okay. Now this is in like the late forties. So, um, Hoxie, his thing got pulled out, out, out of the market after, uh, Moe's publicly said that you should not be using this method at home. So like 19, yeah. 1948, 1950 Moe's was like, no, you shouldn't be doing it this way. So then in the 1950s, the FDA, uh, blocked the interstate transport of Hoxie's formulas in 56, it was uh, it, it issued a nationwide warning about using Hoxie's methods. And in uh, the 63, Hoxie left America and moved to Tijuana, where he still operates a clinic today. Um, or at least his clinic still operates. I think Hoxie is long dead. But anyways, um, so it's, well, it's she, if he was mixing up this stuff. Right. So yeah. the thing is that this actually has a history in real medicine, right? Of course, it mm -hmm. moved over to quackery eventually, but the use of, of uh, these chemicals to kill off cells is uh, is actually relatively well known. But so the way that this actually works is the blood root that's inside blood root contains a chemical known as a sanguinarine. OK, mm -hmm. now um, it is a toxic polycyclic ammonium ion. So it basically is composed of a lot of benzene rings. Um, so one, two, three, four benzene rings with an ammonia group um, on the central benzene there. And it's actually a positive ammonia. Um, so it's a, uh, it is known as a positive ammonia ion. And then it also has these, um, these cyclic oxygen ring groups off on the edges of it. But anyways, all that chemistry stuff isn't really important. What it does is this specific chemical um, kills animal cells. And so what it does is it, it destroys the transmembrane protein that is present in our cells, basically. And so it, um, it basically stops this protein from acting. And so then your cells wither up and die. And that's why everywhere it touches dies of chemical death. <laughs> so it's, yeah. yeah, so it's bad. It's basically it's bad. almost like, it's almost like it burns it off. It, you know, it, it absolutely burns it off. That is exactly what it does oh. um, in some. Yeah, I mean, well, it burns it off. It, it in some ways, it's very similar to the way that. So with radiation, what it does to, to cells is it actually um, it, it destroys the DNA so that the cell can no longer produce the proteins it yes. needs and then yes. leads to the death. In this yes. case, it is specifically targeting a single protein's effect. And so it's actually, um, you know, it's messing it up. It's bad stuff. But now. I think really quick, the thing too to to sort of draw even a further distinction is 
radiation, especially for treatments in the brain, can be so specialized and so localized that it is less than, it's like less than the head of a pin they can identify. Yeah. And they can target within the brain cell. So it's like, it, it, it's versus putting a salve on and surrounding it with a little petroleum jelly, right? <laughs> to, to something it is on a microscopic level that they are able to target and treat within the brain, yeah. which is an amazing, like, that is an amazing advent, like, that they're able to get to that level of treatment and to have it be um, that precise in something like, you know, again, in, in the center of, of all of your functions and everything you need, you want to make sure that it's taking care of the cancer cells and not other functions. So I just, it's, it's, to me, it's like, again, it's almost, it, it, it comes from the same, it feels like it comes from the same belief system almost. And that you think, oh, blood root, you know, the indigenous people use that. I'm sure it's fine. You know, it's been around since the 30s. What could be wrong with it? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, Jake, I'm going I'm to have to have some more. I'm going to have something else to drink. This is- <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh, um, Jesus, man. What yeah, are we, so- we, we, we talking about? Puppies and, and, and porcupines and kittens and, and cute baby quails. I don't even know. Um, so this, um, okay. So this stuff is this, so this stuff was really used a lot in the, um, it was used a lot in the fifties and sixties, right? It was kind of Mm -hmm. where it became, um, what's the word kind of where it became more interested to the general public, right? Yes. Now with the internet, it has become especially popular again because of how easy it is to get this stuff. Now, again, um, it's known as black salve, also known as Cansema. You can get it on. I mean, it's not hard to find on the Internet. It is extremely dangerous. Do not order this stuff. Um, it, it is illegal to own um, or it's illegal to sell and buy. Um, I believe anyways, it's definitely illegal to transport yeah. into the United States. Ah. And it is uh, it is extremely, extremely dangerous. It will disfigure you and burn you um, pretty badly. Now. This is all part of a larger, a larger thing in the, in the modern age of alternative cancer treatments generally. Right. Mm-hmm. So Marie, you talked about your, you talked about your, uh, your mom's resistance to traditional medicine for a little bit, at least mm-hmm. I know for instance, my mom is also slightly resistant in some instances. Um, but my, my dad, again, when he was first diagnosed with cancer, like, you know, all of a, you know, all of a sudden he was religious again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I yeah. remember, I remember there was a, there was a very bad person in Staten Island selling water supposedly from the Lords, uh, L O U R D E S in France. Um, yeah. the, the Virgin Mary statue that, that, you know, I'm sure it just came from a faucet someplace in Brooklyn or something. Right. Yeah. But they would sell, they would sell these for like a dollar a pop or something, you know? And I remember it was like, we had them all over our, you know, our, our house, whatever. And it was like, it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's just water. Now, I, thankfully my dad also went to normal medicine <laughs> for a time, but right. you know, 
Um, but right. that, that idea is still there. Right. And I think in many ways we, we really want this stuff to work in some ways. Right. Well, now, yeah, it's the power of belief. Like even Steve jobs, when he was diagnosed with cancer, you know, a fairly, uh, fairly treatable caught early on. Yeah. Had it, had he followed a traditional path of remedy for it. Um, his chances of survival would have been greater than, but he opted to take an alternative care method. Yeah. Which, you know, again, like if you are, if you are sort of treating your psyche with alternative care and with, you know, and with your, your augmenting another um, treatment that is more, I don't want to say traditional, but it's like, it's proven. Like it's, it is, it's, it cures cancer for a reason. <laughs> Yeah. Then then that's one thing. But just to solely put, you know, to put your, you know, again, it's it it comes down to your sort of this belief or this faith in something being able to cure you. Yeah. Which is suspect. Yeah. Now, the so one scary thing with this Black Salve stuff mm -hmm. is that it's again, it's sold online. Now, one one person, though, who is kind of famous for actually going to jail for this is Greg, Can uh, Greg Caton, Gregory James Caton, um, who he started a bunch of different companies, but he's probably best known for Alpha Omega Labs, which manufactures natural healthcare products and currently distributes um, from Ecuador, where he uh, where he operates out of now. Um, <sighs> he is a. Um, Ecuador, where the FDA has yeah. no reach. Yeah, it's pretty insane. So what he this guy was selling. Um, so there was a there was a again during the early early 2000s, late 90s. Right. Mm -hmm. um, he started this this Alpha Omega Labs and it started selling uh, alternative health stuff on the Internet. Oh God. And specifically it distributed through uh, just around the world through 14 different distributors and was eventually closed by the FDA in 2003. And so he pleaded guilty to charges that he defrauded consumers in that 2003 conviction. But he continued uh, selling stuff, right? <laughs> he mm -hmm. kept, kept selling stuff, whatever, did not care. And so eventually their lab was uh, part of an expose in Business Week um, in <laughs> the review of a book, Natural Causes. And basically what it found was that um, a woman, Sue Gilead, who used Kinsema, um and also H3O, which is just stupid and ridiculous, to treat skin cancer on her nose. Mm. Um, and so uh, she claimed why, why basically. Why is it always on the nose? Now, like, she, right in the middle of your well, face, skin cancers, skin cancer is uh, it's I mean, it's easy to get on your nose. Your nose is always out there. Right. I know. But it sounds like that's these people are putting these highly toxic, highly caustic things right on their nose. Don't Here's the thing. Uh, Sue, so Sue Gilead, her nose was burned away by the Kansama. Oh, God. Okay. And so, um, of course it was. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, she, uh, she tried to sue them and everything. And, and eventually what occurred is that, uh, the U S uh, FDA, uh, again, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and the, uh, the federal, uh, just kind of the federal law enforcement bureaucracy generally, went after him, raided his home and his, his offices and stuff. And actually, uh, he's been sentenced to uh, 33 months in prison um, 
for possession of weapons, defrauding customers, and violating FDA regulations. Now, mm. he has been put out on probation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Alpha Omega Labs has reopened as of June 2008. <sighs> yeah. Of course it has. Of course it has. Yeah. Now, so this leads us into sort of more of an ethics question. So you're one of these doctors. How many of these doctors do you believe have some deluded sense of self that they're actually helping versus well, doctors that are just solely in it for the money? Because I'm like, well, there, there are very, there right? are very, there are very few doctors who actually, actually consider this as an effective treatment. Right. Well, yes. like they're the, Mo's. So Mo's surgery is still used. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are people like uh, there are people like Andrew Weil, right, who is a uh, who is an absolute nutcase. Um, he believes that uh, he believes basically that you can utilize black salve to treat things uh, variously. And uh, anyways, it's not great. But mm-hmm. um, but so th- but there's very few actual doctors that believe that this stuff is useful in any sort of way. I believe that in many cases it is the power of belief that lets these people sort of continue this, the use of this stuff in different ways, but it's also a lack of regulation. Like, Mm -hmm. like, so right. So right now, any listener of this show could start a supplement company and sell them on the internet without any hassle from the U S government. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. We could start selling supplements on our show that are full of garbage. Okay. You know, uh, shredded newspaper and a little bit of applesauce, right? Like from that Simpsons episode, (laughs) where that power bar was right. Like, you know, we, we could start selling that stuff and it would first off, even if they did pass a lot to stop it, it would take them forever to get us. You would never catch us the feds and you know, we're too smart for you. But anyways, on top of that, like there really is no regulation of these alternative medicine markets. And part of it is because in America, you know, we have this weird view of like, it's not just in America, but like we have this view that people deserve or people should be allowed to make the wrong medical decisions if they want to. Yes, but it's your body. Well, yeah, I think that, yes, I mean that you have the right to refuse treatment. You have the right to see, you know, but that's to treat your body in whatever way. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's a commonly held belief, right? Absolutely. But it goes, but the thing is that it never extends kind of sensibly in a way, right? So, or not sensibly, I want to say, but like, for instance, this gets into the question of uh, assisted suicide, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're allowed to buy a, a burning salve on the internet to burn, you know, you can burn away your whole arm if you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't care, but you can't, you know, you can't right. take a uh, a drug to to die painlessly before cancer destroys your body right that's 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 a little weird that's that seems ethically to be something wrong there 
right? Agreed. Agreed. And on top of it, you get this question of the P so this stuff is, uh, so it gets into the, it gets into a larger question about what is the responsibility of someone selling something to you in terms of, are you, so for instance, okay, I am going to sell you a material that will cause you cancer. Okay. Okay. Like I'm Excellent. like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell you, I'm going to sell you a asbestos. Okay. Well, like let's, let's say it's got all kinds of stuff in it. Let's say mm-hmm. I wrap it up. So let's, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say mm-hmm. it's a, um, I'm going to start with a plant and then I'm going to dry it out and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to flavor it a little bit, but I'm mostly mm-hmm. going to add stuff in there mm-hmm. to make it like burn better and stuff. And then I'm going to yes. roll it up into paper and then sell it to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very and I'm going to, and I'm going to say that originally it's for treating things like, you know, stomach disorders and anxiety and whatever. Like we have this, we, so for the listeners that didn't get my very heavy handed treatment there, I'm talking about cigarettes. Um, you know, we have this long history in the West, especially of things that we have, uh, things that we have allowed being bad for us, but other things that are bad for us, but kind of maybe okay for us, but weird, you know, just an area that's whatever, it kind of get, gets bad press or whatever, um, has a much mm-hmm. harder time, right? Yes. Well, it depends on who is doing the selling. So, or I selling air quotes, like if you are a doctor, what's, what is the first, like, what is the Hippocratic oath? It's do no harm, right? You will do no harm to your patient. You'll do no harm to others, right? So I don't think anyone in the, um, the tobacco industry is a doctor or adheres to that necessarily. No, but see, but they used to, but they used to prescribe tobacco. Yes. Right. I mean, they still do. They still do for some things for, uh, for irritable bowel syndrome. They will occasionally suggest Mm -hmm. smoking, um, because it Mm -hmm. is a way to calm the stomach. That's what I use. (laughs) (laughs) When I get a bad case of the runs, I know what I go to. (laughs) Smoking right in the, right on the toilet. Whatever. We had to get a toilet joke in there Mm -hmm. somehow this episode. Mm -hmm. Because um, this episode wasn't appetizing enough. No, it wasn't. Dear, the, dear listeners. So an, an interesting aspect of this, though, too, I think, is that um, there is a. It's interesting to me how these ideas of alternative medicine sort of play into larger questions of conspiracy. Right. Mm, so mm-hmm. because. I mean, one of the biggest hawkers of alternative medicine bullcrap right now is Alex Jones. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention him earlier, but yeah, I was, I was all like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not even going to bring him up. I'm no, not even going to mention the words. We have to. I mean, it's, uh, it is no. a, it's a huge sure. part of the story, right? Yeah. So, totally. um, so the use of alternative medicine as a cash cow for the conspiracy field mm-hmm. has been going on since almost the beginning of the conspiracy field, really. But it's blossomed now today into this larger thing where you can buy canned food for the apocalypse and, you know, water filters. And, um, you know, it's kind of I mean, a lot of the episodes we've done recently kind of have this overarching theme, I think, of uh, people in the conspiracy field taking advantage of uh, people that are scared or yeah. you know sick or whatever. Fear-mongering. Fear-mongering. Yeah, this, is, this is a very good. Bank. Now, but, but see, but this is an interesting example of it because I think that in this case, 
it's almost a because there's kind of there's two sides to the uh, anti-medicine world, right? Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is the um, there is certainly the aspect of it that is distrustful of government and whatever. But then there is also the part of it that is um, distrustful of corporations, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like this is kind of an interesting one because it is alternative medicines and black salves and these sorts of things are in some ways kind of like a hippy dippy thing. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's sort it's of like a, crystals. It's like, it is. Of, yeah. It's very much so like crystals. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. No, but you know, it's like, we have two sides of the conspiracy coin. We have the, the side of the conspiracy coin. That's like, you know, only eating MREs and sleeping outside in, in military fatigues. Mm-hmm. Or we have the side of this that is, um, you know, star child with her crystals and her, you know, mm-hmm. patchouli and whatever. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me that this one is kind of a all encompassing idea, um, where the distrust of medicine or the idea that, well, they don't know what they're talking about. I bet I can get one over on them is so right. persistent in humans that we, we even will put our lives on the line for it. Yes. The mistrust. It's like almost it's hubris and this mistrust of an authority figure of it is not that you like that you think you should know better than. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's now. And I'm, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say now a, an interesting part of this that is out there today is the presence of YouTube idiots who claim that they are being cured of their cancer through any number of ridiculous things. So, uh, so for instance, um, there was a, uh, recently there was a YouTube celebrity, um, Liz Johnson's, uh, it's her channel, but her aunt, Mary Lopez, um, mm-hmm. died in December, um, mm-hmm. after her cancer came back. Now mm-hmm. they host a YouTube channel called Liz and Marie. And, uh, basically they believe that her veganism cured her of her cancer initially. And then when the cancer came back, her aunt um, started radiation therapy, chemotherapy and started eating meat again. And so uh, Liz Johnson, um, the Liz of the Liz and Marie channel now claims that it is because her aunt stopped her vegan diet um, that she died. Mm. So if you decide to be vegan, I support you. I support you because you are making a choice of what you want to eat. Just because that's and that's the choice you want to make. And we live in a we live in a especially if you're on the coast or really anywhere else in America that you will have a plenitude of options to make these decisions. However, these decisions may not necessarily be tied to something as 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 diverse of a disease as cancer, like you were saying, right? It's not like, again, like if I have a irritable bowel syndrome, I might cut back on X or cut back on Y and it will help improve the symptoms of what's ailing. me. Mm-hmm. But I just, it's like, you hear this and you're just, and again, like I go to a place emotionally that's just that I want to vilify, right? <laughs> that I'm just like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. That's the most ridiculous. How could you be so stupid? But it's like, if you if you strip that all away, these people are making decisions that they do think they have 
have some sort of, you know, even if it's a false commonality or some, you know, a conclusion that has led them to this decision. And that's what I think is the most fascinating. It's like, so I have not gone to this YouTube channel and I probably won't because my blood pressure will fucking go nuts. But like, what, what, what do you think drives this? Like, what is the thing that kind of perpetuates this with something like veganism? Because it's like, I, I, I don't know if there's even been, you know, again, medical studies to prove one way or the other on anything about veganism necessarily. Not that that's good or bad or indifferent, but. So why? So the question basically was, was, was really a long question. question. Yeah, it was Sorry. long. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I just get a little. The question is, is like what? You know, if you, you can't just look at these people and dismiss them, right? I can't just look at somebody who thinks that veganism is going to cure cancer. I have to understand what got them to that. What got them to, ma- to, to make that decision? And is it, something, is it something like hope? Is it something like belief? You know, I have not watched the channel, so I'm asking you, what do you think it is after viewing it? So I think that in some cases it is. So actually, uh, I want to read I want to read uh, two stories of people that were treated with a black salve because it, I think it goes over kind of. I think I think hearing their stories kind of tells you a little bit about why they chose to do this. Yeah. The re- the reason that I would say it generally it happens, though, is because, number one, people don't honestly have a good. Uh, so, OK, I am I am, I would say, probably more well trained in the sciences than the average person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Especially myself, yes. When when I go to the doctor and she tells me to try something, Mm -hmm. I have no idea if what she's telling me is good advice or not. Mm -hmm. Right? All I can do is trust my doctor to be giving me good advice. Right? Yes. Now, another part of that though is picking a good doctor or an appropriate doctor. So for instance, you know, when I was um when I was when I started looking for like mental health treatment, I looked for a very specific type of treatment that was by all the literature very effective for treating what I believed were my issues, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked for someone very specific after I was given a, like a diagnosis officially. So, um, but to get there, I had to wade through a lot of other places that were not by you know uh, doctors of uh, psychology or. Right. Like I had to go through and not that there's anything wrong with these people doing this sort of work, but I had to go through therapists and social workers and, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the the world of some of these these medical areas are very wide open. And so it's hard to tell if the person you're going to for dermatology advice or even say cancer treatment or something, wellness, whatever it is. Are they cert- are they a board certified dermatologist? Are they a chiropractor, which is his own whole can of bullshit? Are they um, are they a herbalist, which means mm-hmm. that they got you know they went to Sedona for a weekend? Are they you know what I mean? Like literally, like there's oh, there's a snap. lot of um. I felt that all the way over here. I'm sorry, shade. It's was true though. Herbalists. Well, there's just like there's a down on Sedona. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room here. And I think especially with 
with dermatology, you know, um, we don't necessarily like, I think we should take it more, more, more as a serious thing, but we think of it like, oh, it's on the skin. So you can just cut it off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I would say, I think it comes from, but again, so like, okay, mm-hmm. here's two stories. Um, this first one is from Gail Bumpus, um, of singer, Florida, singer Island, Florida. Sorry. She uh, was the victim of 84-year-olds. Oh, this is, by the way, from quackwatch.org, which is a really good website. Mm-hmm. Um, so it Gail Bumpus good. of Singer Island, Florida, was the victim of 84-year-old Jerome Kraft, MD, a board-certified plastic surgeon who, who advertised in the Yellow Pages as a specialist in cancer and burns. Now, quickly, before I finish this, mm. that is one of those areas that is very shaky, I feel like, right? Plastic surgery... Again, I am not a doctor, mm-hmm. but well, you but, are, but you're not that, kind but not of that doctor. kind of doctor. Yeah. Uh, pl- certain, pl- you know, my dentist in New York also did Botox. Yeah. Like what? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You're, you're not that kind of doctor. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a, it, it can be kind of a, it can be kind of a thin place, I guess, between professions. I was going to say that was a very anti, anti-dentite comment there. No, I love dentists. Okay. Um, in 2005, she consulted him about possible surgery for excess skin under her nose. Okay. During the first two visits, without taking a biopsy, Kraft said that she had extensive cancer in the nose uh-huh. and that a black salve that he had invented would remove the cancer without leaving any scars. After the salve was applied, her nose became extremely painful and her face swelled like a pumpkin. Although an emergency room physician advised hospitalization, Kraft talked her into remaining under his care for 10 more days, during which time she experienced excruciating pain, but was reassured that she would be fine. When she finally returned to the hospital, she was admitted for five days and treated with massive doses of antibiotics. When the dead tissue was removed from her nasal area, it was apparent that her nose had been burned off. And that's not, and that's not just like a saying here. There are photos here. Her nose I don't is want to literally see it. I don't burned want, yeah. off. Oh. oh, God. So far, she has had six operations to re- reconstruct a nose. <sighs> In 2007, the Florida Board of, Board of Medicine secured a consent agreement under which Kraft was reprimanded, fined $9,000, ordered to pay administrative costs, and banned from using black salve again. Kraft died in t- August 2007. So um, this doctor here claimed that he had created this thing. And again, was probably, again, probably using it on people just to make a quick buck. Okay, here's another story. In 2006, a woman in Liberty Hill, Texas, developed a small but deep-rooted cancer on the skin of her nose that was biopsied and diagnosed by a dermatologist. Mm -hmm. Surgery was recommended, but her sister, who has practiced as a master herbalist for many years, persuaded her that a blood root paste would do a better job. The first picture shows her nose and the surrounding skin became inflamed. The mm. second picture shows the hole in her nose that resulted. The oh, paste destroyed some areas of bone and cartilage, which meant that when the wound healed, she required extensive plastic surgery. She also reported that the inflamed area was extremely painful for more than a week. So for more than a week. I know. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be painful for a little while. If you lose a nose, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. Yeah. Um, Oh God! So there's another one here. In this one, this one I think is interesting. Again, hold on, ne- I have to lay down on the floor. 
So uh, another area like this, naturopaths, um, you know, oh, acupuncture, naturopaths. homeopaths, homeopaths, all this stuff. Mm. That means that means mm. you didn't, you know, that means you bought a scalpel on eBay and you didn't go to medical school. That's what that means. Okay. In 2015, a jury in Montana awarded $139,500 plus costs to Tina McColl for damage caused by a black salve administered by naturopath Michael Lang. Court documents indicate that in 2012, after Lang applied the salve to treat a blemish on McColl's nose, she developed a dime-sized third-degree burn that required plastic surgery and periodic injections to restore and maintain her appearance. Mm. McColl appealed the verdict in an effort to have punitive damages added, but the appeal court denied her appeal. So, oh, good God, it's the thing is that it, it the thing again is that it is very easy, I think, for people to be swindled by, you know, again, I. So I have the name like I have doctor in the title of my name now, mm -hmm. right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it much more easy for like, I could start a website right now mm -hmm. and call it Dr. Cogswell natural healing center. Or Are something. we going to do this? Is this a thing? No, <laughs> well, I don't know. we'll have to see, I guess, but is, is like, there revenue you know, to be made from this? No, no, that's wrong. Sorry. Keep going. That's wrong. That's Marie, wrong. Which is why we're going to do it in Des's name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be the Des. doctor behind the name. So the like, you know, it's people come up to me or people will ask me stuff like this actually relatively commonly, which is kind of weird. Like and people also, you know, like I have a lot of opinions about science stuff, but I don't have a lot what? of my expertise is my expertise is limited to like, I mean, general philosophy mm -hmm. and doing mm -hmm. of science, I guess. But then also, you know, sort of uh, the area that I'm interested in, which is chemistry and material stuff um, and like nanotech. Yep. Right. But, you know, like, I don't know anything about space. I don't know anything about bio, whatever. Like, you know, so it's it's really easy for people to fall into that fallacy of, well, this guy's got a doctor in front of his name. This guy's got a lab coat mm -hmm. on. He must know what he's talking about. Because you also walk around with a lab coat, right? Totally, 100%, all the time almost. So it's, it is an interesting thing. And, like, I wonder if we're coming to a point again. Like, we talk about this sometimes about, like, peak kind of, you know, this, this area where we've hit a point in time where people are much more susceptible to, or like, I don't think much more susceptible to, but the internet is this interesting door into the ability to buy and do almost whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so it's opened up this dangerous door for people to take supplements and, uh, you know, at home treatments and whatever for themselves that they probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And for people to self-diagnose a lot easier too, right? Like with WebMD and all that stuff, if you start to feel kind of achy, go on there, Google out your symptoms and boom. Oh yeah. Especially with, well, that's especially with, uh, that's especially true of mental health mm -hmm. stuff, right? People are very ready and open and willing, I think, to go on and find They'll Google their symptoms because they're too embarrassed or scared to go to a doctor. And then they'll find out, you know, well, you've got melanoma. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I was feeling, I had, you know, I was feeling depressed. I can't believe I have melanoma. You know, well, no like, wonder I was depressed. I've got cancer. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. So, um, so, but you know, the, the idea of the black salve is part of a much larger, much, a much larger misunderstanding of cancer generally though, too. Mm -hmm. Right. So one myth, one myth that I've heard a lot is, and just now that we're ending this episode, sort of one myth that I've heard a lot 
is the idea that cancer, uh, cancer, if you leave cancer alone, it'll be slower or more easily treated than if you cut open someone and do surgery on them. Hmm. That was like, that was a pretty common belief in Staten Island when I was growing up. It was like, if you leave the cancer alone and do treatment that way, it's easier. But if you cut into it or try to remove it or something, it'll come back with a vengeance and then it'll spread more readily through the rest of the body. Hmm. Right. Another one, of course, is the idea that, you know, cancer can be caused by uh, cancer can be caused by power lines or electromagnetic radiation. Oh, my God. Or, yes. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff like cancer is a because of its because it's such a complicated area. It's, again, super easy to start selling these ideas and it's it, it makes it easy to for people to to buy into these cures that are at best just trying to take advantage of you and at worst can actively harm you. Oh, yes. And it's so interesting you say that about the power lines because that's even that's even sort of systemic today. I was talking to my I was talking to my parents about this house in Boulder, Colorado. And Boulder, Colorado is if you haven't if you haven't heard of it or been there lately, it is now incredibly affluent and it's it's it is almost the, the cost of living and the cost of buying a home is rivaling that of the Bay Area. So for fun, they were looking at homes and they found this home, you know, a three bedroom, two bath. that was like ridiculously less expensive than the other homes that were on the other side of like sort of the, of a wide street. And they were on the other side of a street set further back. But this one home was like $300,000 less. And it was because it had the power lines going down the backside of it, hmm. of the, of their, of like in the back backyard and then on the other side of the yard is sort of the the power lines running perpendicular to it but like three hundred thousand dollars less expensive wow right so it's you know again if like it, it, houses there are now selling in the millions like nine hundred thousand this was much less and it's, it's there is no and like i was like but there's there's nothing that's going to come of that. And again, my parents and my mom, you know, they were like still suspect of it. I'm like, no, no, there's no, there's no correlation between the two. So I think even in this day, it affects all like that belief affects your health. It affects, you know, property value, which is, sure. which is pretty, you know, which is pretty amazing when you think about like the persistence of the persistence of belief with that type of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. So, um, so quick at the with the end of this episode here, I wanted to read off actually. So these are this is the most recent um the most recent illegally sold cancer treatments from the FDA's website. And we have not sold okay? any of these either. We haven't, despite the very suspicious name of one of these companies, it is not us. It's not us. So oh God. so here's the company name, and then um this is the company name. So these these uh companies really uh received warning letters from the FDA that says you're illegally selling um, cancer, cancer quackery. Basically mm -hmm. um, you're selling things that have been marketed and sold without FDA approval. And um, they've not been reviewed for safety, efficacy, and they are potentially dangerous to humans and pets. And actually this is, this I think is really interesting. So first we have AIE pharmaceuticals Inc, which sells a, uh, which sells a thing called Servognin or Servogen and Colostrian. Mm -hmm. um, which I believe is coming from the uh, 
I believe it is coming from a, uh, what is it? The, uh, the colostrum. Yeah, colostrumy, yeah. Like a colostrumy yeah. bag, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So Amazing Sour Sop Inc., mm. which sells sour sop capsules, mm. um, which I have straight idea. No, I have no idea what the hell sour sop is, mm. but um, well, should you? it's basically it's basically a type of it's it's like the noni berry, right? Mm. It's the same idea. It's just a stupid uh, it's just a stupid, stupid thing that is, um, you know, it, it creates it basically releases like a coconut oil type feel thing and it does not cure cancer. Um, Biostar Technology, which which sells Angio Stop ashwagandha asparagus extract olive leaf key or chi and revivin mm, revivin uh, caudal, caudal seed and warehousing which sells vitalica which sounds vitalica. like a really great name for an 80 year old like a bunch mm -hmm. of old dudes in a metallica oh my car god band. vitalica, vitalica. <gasps> oh, badass oh my god that's awesome copyright yeah, we, we got have copyright here, on that people. we have here we have here drvix.com which sells, it's a bunch of, it's just a bunch of vitamins that, you know, vitamins aren't really shown to do anything either. So sorry, moms everywhere. No. Um, everything herbs, which sells cleavers, inkberry, Korean ginseng, lapacho, red clover, and whole apricot, um, which I think might just be an apricot. Whole apricot. <laughs> if it's the whole apricot seed, it's poison, right? Well, it's called whole apricot. I don't know what hmm. it is. I mean, if you eat a whole apricot seed, you're going to have a bad time in the bathroom. Yes. Well, it, and it's um, also toxic. Highly toxic. Yeah. So this, so this, this is, uh, oh, it is toxic. It is toxic. I think you, I don't know if you have to roast it. There is a way it is. A, it is a toxin. The actual pit or the stone of the fruit is toxin. Mm. Google it people. I might be wrong, but I think I'm right on that one. So this, uh, this, Sorry. this other thing here is actually sold. This one is sold on Amazon. It's called Hawk Doc genital wart remover and relief. It is, um, it is from, it is from, uh, Hawk Doc Natural Hawk Salve Doc. LLC. I believe that this is Black Salve. People don't be putting that anywhere. Not on your nose, not on any strange bumps or warts or places. Just don't, 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 don't like, don't, uh, try and get gum off the sidewalk with it. <laughs> like there's nothing that can come out of that. Uh, yeah, so this is um, this contains blood root. So this will this is in fact black salve. So don't buy this; it's really bad. Do not for you. buy it. Buy it and put um, it on your genital genital warts. Is that what? The, don't do that's it. What the, oh, good yeah, Lord. yeah. This is Healing Within Products Inc. and Services. Uh, they sell black salve. Um, Herbal Alchemist, which which sells CBD, so cannabidiol capsules. Mm. Um, and actually, a couple of these are selling. They're basically selling uh, basically weed uh, weed oil. Yeah. Um, hemp oil that's been right hemp oil that's that's being used to say that it can cure cancer um hemp oil is a great way to have a great time well not cure it doesn't cancer. even if um, we can just oh not hemp oil not hemp oil thc, THC oil. oil is one um, thing but hemp oil just so we can if i may intervene quickly because my mom talks about hemp oil hemp oil hemp oil and my whole point to her was it doesn't have it doesn't have the the thp the THC, 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 the stuff that's actually the stuff that it's stuff that actually is known yes. to help you with at least the uh, at least the effects yes. of chemotherapy. It doesn't have right. that. It is just it's just the oil of the plant of without that chemical. It does not get you yeah, high, mom. 
No. Moms. Um, there's also there's also uh, there's also Life Vantage Corp, Nature's Treasure Inc., which again is selling this colostrum capsules. So don't be, don't be putting this stuff on your genitals. Don't be doing anything with the colostrum that's gonna mess up your insides, people. Yeah. Oh. So just so you know, colostrum is like the super heavy milk that is first produced. So it's pretty gross. Um, we also have here. Well, I mean, it's not it's not gross necessarily if you're a baby, but it's certainly gross if you're a dude drinking from a cow um, <laughs> or a person drinking from a cow. You also have oxygen health systems. Hmm. Um, oxygen. Stanley Brothers Social Enterprises. <laughs> Sunstone Inc. That's natural. Um, the Vibrant Health Store, LLC, DBA, Dr. Christopher's Herbs. Dr. Christopher's Herbs. That one's not me. Um, this one is also totally selling uh, Black Salve. And then the Vitamin C Foundation, which is selling a bunch of bullshit vitamin C stuff. So, um, so yeah. So, the new stuff that's kind of on the market right now for in terms of stuff that's supposed to cure cancer but won't is CBD oils. Um, and also, uh, also really this uh, Red Clover Blossoms is another oh. thing that, that we're seeing a lot of. Um, not good, but again, it, it has no effect, uh, efficacy, you know, so no. it's, it's not good for you. No. And if you are afflicted with this terrible disease, you know, listen to your health professionals that have degrees in how to diagnose and treat cancer. It's frustrating, like yeah. dealing with dealing with any kind of medical health system and navigating through it and getting information out is frustrating. And I think a lot of times that frustration and that anxiety can lead people to try and find alternative cures. And yeah. that's fine if you want to do that in augmentation, to augment what you're already doing. But please, please listen to your listen to your doctor. Listen to your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you if you search for black salve on Amazon, there are 146 results that come don't buy up. any of them. Um, don't buy any of them. But yeah, these are all terrible. These for are you. bad. Um, these will hurt you very badly. These will, so these are bad. bad and I feel like I feel like we do have to give a shout out to our respected moms since we took some pot shots at them during this during this episode. Mom, Rosemary, I love you very much. And uh, congratulations on being tough as nails. And hell yeah. Hell yeah. Congratulations kicking cancer's kickin ass all this time. That's amazing. Ass. And she just, you know, she had a birthday recently too. So happy birthday. You know, mom's got it oh going on still. And she still, she still gives, you know, gives, yeah, gives me a hard time. So, you know, it's good. It's all good. We love our moms. We do love our moms. All right. Good stuff. Well, listeners, that is it for this episode. We are uh, we are very happy that you have decided to listen to us. And um, and yeah, we'll be back in another week with another episode. We are also going to be doing our radio show for the first time. Marie. Radio show. It's, it's, like, it's amazing. Gonna be like WPFK Cincinnati. What was that show in the 70s? It's w I have no idea. Oh, that's right. Because you're like. 14 or something. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Anyways, we are, well, what's, we what's are going to be radio? on. We are going to be on KRSM radio here in the Twin Cities of so Minneapolis, St. Paul, coming at you from South Minneapolis at 98.9 FM. So uh, definitely check us out. We should be starting in a couple of weeks here. Um, we'll be recording the first episode tonight, which is really cool. Sweet. And um, yeah, super exciting. So. 
please check us out there. And uh, and yeah, we'll be back in another week. Bye. Thank you again, dear listeners, for listening to the Mad Scientist podcast. I have been your host, Chris Cogswell, joined by my co-host, Marie Mayhew. If you'd like to contact the show, please send us an email at themadscientistpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can also follow us on Twitter at madscientistpod or at teamgiantsquid for Marie. And of course, you can see us on Facebook, on Instagram, and all over the internet as the Mad Scientist Podcast. And again, our logo is the one with the pumpkin head, so it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. If you've enjoyed the show tonight, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where the money that you give to us will help us to promote this show further, to make it better, and just to spend more time making it. Yes, we love doing that. We do love doing that. Our logo was designed by Carrie Shaheen, our... Web design is done by Desdemona Howard. Woo-hoo. And our sound design is done by Jake Cardinal. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> Thank you. This has been a damn it chippy production. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts. And I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes.